Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. Well, tonight's show is brought to us in part by Pearl Wine Company. Pearl Wine Company is an awesome wine store and bar in the American Can Company building in Mid-City. I love hanging out there, and fortunately tonight they've given us a bottle of wine for our show, the Chateau Richard. Awesome. Can't wait for that. Well, tonight we're at Grill by the Hill, a non-existent restaurant next to Monkey Hill Bar on Magazine Street in Uptown New Orleans. Grill by the Hill closed down a while back, but on Monday nights we bring it back to life. The space is a fabulously kitsch recreation of a French Quarter courtyard complete with a ceiling of twinkling stars. Once a week, Margot and I meet here under the fake stars and invite a member of New Orleans' restaurant community to join us. And we invite them to bring along a friend, a plus one. We never know who that plus one is going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant business colleague. Who's our special guest tonight, Margot? Our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One is Ricky Fan. He is the co-owner of Rolls and Bowls located in Old Metairie. We're so happy to have him join us tonight. Welcome, Ricky. While Ricky's grabbing a seat, Margaret, why don't you tell us about this wine? I'm going to start pouring it for us. Okay. Ricky and yes, <laughs> Pearl Wine Company, Company, let me. St- <laughs> Pearl Wine Company, our sponsor this evening, has given us a bottle of Chateau Richard from Bordeaux, France to feature on tonight's show. The grapes are Merlot mostly and are sourced from several vineyards, but don't let that fool you. Leora had two of her sommeliers blind taste test the wine, and they thought it would be priced double the uh, retail amount of $9.99. Apparently, it's a big overachiever, just like our co-host, Ray. The <laughs> Ray, Chateau you mean Re- Ricky. Oh, you're talking I, to me. Yes, you're, co- you're co- an just overachiever. Like Comma, right? Me an overachiever? <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> Don't ask my wife. <laughs> well, the Chateau Richard retails for $9.99 at Pearl Wine Company. Let's uh, try it out. All right. Pearl Wine Company is at 3700 Orleans in the American Can Company. It's open from noon to midnight every day, Sunday, noon to 8 p.m. Pearl Wine Company has the largest selection of small production wines, beers, and liquors in New Orleans. You'll find the most thoughtful and passionately selected wine, beer, and liquor at affordable prices. That passion and philosophy is carried over to their full-service cocktail and wine bar. Friday, they host free wine tastings led by the actual wine makers. Now let's have some. (laughs) Ricky, what do you think of the wine? Oh, I love it. It's good. I'm not a big wine drinker, but this is really good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, you're friends. Full disclosure, right? You're friends with the owner. Yes. Yes. Lior is actually our best friend. All right. Yep. And uh, does Leora have any connection to uh, Rolls and Bowls? Yes, she does. She has a little connection to it. She actually helped us find a restaurant. Oh, uh, okay. Come back. She found it for us back in December. She used to be a business broker, and she had a little listing, and she gave us a call when the listing came up, and that's how that's how we came out the restaurant. All right. So, when did y'all come up with the concept for Rolls and Bowls? The concept has been around probably almost two years now. Just been looking around in different areas, and it just so happens we wanted to be around the Lakeview kind of old Metairie area, and when that's this this little restaurant popped up, it used to be Old Quiznos. So it was an Old Quiznos. Yeah, oh, so you redeemed shop. it. That's good. Yeah. <coughs> got a river chain, got something local. That's great. Yeah. 
and once we found a spot, we, we put our offer, we came in, looked at it, and that morning we put an offer in and marketplace, and it happened so quick. Hmm. Wow. And was this your first restaurant venture? Yes. Well, well, you're yeah, you're restaurant. in the car business too, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in a car business. <laughs> so this is kind of weird. But uh, my in-laws have been in a restaurant business for a long time now, probably going on almost 20 years. Oh. So they actually help us out too. So it's not just all my wife and I putting this restaurant. Now, do they own a restaurant in the metro area, in New Orleans area? They used to own two restaurants. It was it was on a West Bank. One of them was called Saigon, and the other one was called Tan Tao. Okay. And it was my mother-in-law's restaurant. Oh. So she was one of the first restaurants to come, a Vietnamese restaurant, to be open on a West Bank oh. before, like, Nine Roses and Kim's Restaurant. Really? Yeah. What year huh. was that that they This was in the mid-'90s. No mid kidding. Mid-'90s, yeah. Huh. And where, and tell us your mother-in-law's name so I don't keep calling her your mother-in-law. <laughs> it's Sam Vu. Mrs. Sam? Uh-huh. Sam Vu. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, <coughs> where was Mrs. Vu living before she opened up her restaurant? Was she living on the West Bank? And yeah, on the West Bank, huh? Mm-hmm. She actually moved from Mississippi. She moved from Biloxi. Oh. Huh. No. She started in the restaurant business as, like, a dishwasher, moved her way up, and, like, doing prep work and... Next thing you know, she opened up her own restaurant. That's how it all started. Is she uh, from Vietnam? Mm, yes, ma'am. And what, what part of uh, Benoit? Oh, Benoit. yeah. Oh, of course, the big city of Benoit. <laughs> Where's <laughs> North, South? What is that? I would assume South, huh? South? Yeah. Ah. So she's been here a while? S oh, 30 years? 85? Well, I have a question. 85 years? Mm -hmm. She's 85 no, no, no. years old. No, she came in 1985. 1985. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1985. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to say, that's... Yeah, she was, she was 64 <laughs> when she had... <laughs> <laughs> so, is she still in the uh, restaurant business, or they... Well, she comes by. She helps us out with our recipes. Yeah. So, she come by and checks up every now and then. But uh, she's the one that gave us all the recipes for the pho, all the sauces. My brother-in-law actually does all the cooking, but she's the oh. one that provided all the recipes for us. So all the sauce that you taste in the restaurant and all the, the flavors, it's all her recipe. So, so you still, you're still uh, with the car dealership as well? Yeah. You're a general manager of a car dealer, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm so you're still doing that full-time and you're overseeing the restaurant, but I guess... I actually was in a car business for 13 years oh. and I left for eight months to open up the restaurant once oh. we got everything back up. I just recently got back to the restaurant, uh, to the car dealership actually, about four weeks ago. So mm -hmm. you uh, were, it took about eight months for y'all to yeah. get it into a place to get everything rolling put in all the the process procedures and everything so it wasn't like y you were like i can't handle this and i got to get back to the no. managing no. cars no no <laughs> actually enjoy enjoyed the restaurant huh. you know and the food and having people come in all the time you meet to greet you, you know you meet new people all day so i actually enjoyed it hmm. great i'm backtracking a little bit mm -hmm. but um there there's been an explosion of Vietnamese restaurants outside of New Orleans East and the West Bank and um, when y'all were thinking about opening up your restaurant uh, why did you target Lakeview and Old Metairie because there hasn't really <coughs> been a big there's really nothing out in Lakeview or mm -hmm. Old Metairie and that's a really good area and Old Metairie it's it's very close to Lakeview even your your mid-city everything's right there so it's not that far away to to get to our restaurant and now with all the explosion, all these Vietnamese restaurants opening up yeah. everywhere, I think it's actually a good thing. Now you got more people at least trying it right. and giving it a shot. And I think it's going to help all the other restaurants out, even though it's kind of, yeah. you know, a little competition here and there. Right. But I think it's actually. Well, I mean, there must be, what, four or five new pho places on uh, just on Magazine Street. Correct. Yeah. In the last two years, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, 
So do, do Vietnamese people go out to eat a lot? Do they go to restaurants? I mean, do you get a lot of Vietnamese? Uh, is that a lot of your clientele? No, no. I, I get a very small amount of, of Asian people that actually come in. It's mostly a lot of my old Metairie uh, residents huh. and the Lakeview residents is, is our main clientele that comes in. Okay. Right. Like do I've never seen a white person in Phobang, Bang, you know? <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm like the only one that's ever been it's ever been uh, no I mean uh-huh. it, it seems like when I go in there it's all folks speaking Vietnamese and it's big Vietnamese community but I guess that's in yeah. a place where there are a lot more Vietnamese yeah, folks yeah I think you're going to find right? more of that probably yeah. on the West Bank in New Orleans East where the population's a little bit more okay Vietnamese. I have a question about oh. that now is it true that on the West Bank it's uh, more of a uh, northern Vietnamese food in the East or regional and the east bank is a different style of vietnamese food you know what i really don't know okay to be honest with you okay to answer that all right well maybe uh we can find that out maybe your plus one that's an interesting hypothesis my plus plus one should look it up i don't know (laughs) i I thought i should find out (laughs) (laughs) or um this is like a game show you can call your (laughs) mother-in-law you have one chance to call your mother-in-law good luck with that she never picks up So she may be up. No? Uh. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have her on next time. So is, so is, is pho like, um, is it like gumbo? I mean, is there like an infinite variety of pho's out there? I mean, like I always get the oxtail at, my, at the place I go, Magazan. I go over here. It's convenient. We like it a lot. I mean, there, it seems like there's a variety, but is it, is it, is it really diverse? More, and It's more diverse probably in adding like the meat, uh-huh. the different types of meat that you want with your pho. Gumbo is a little bit more thicker. Right. Not as, as, as thin. Yeah, well, I, what I meant is, uh, you know, it, with gumbo, you know, you have an infinite variety of gumbos. Like mm-hmm. something that's called gumbo is, you know, can be all different colors, all different mm-hmm. tastes, all different, you know, and it just mm-hmm. seems like it's endless. Mm-hmm. It's like a huge genre. And I'm just wondering if, if uh, Foz like that, too. Is it, uh, is it, is there, a, is there a lot of categories variety to it? Categories of, is there like, there's like. You probably got four or five different categories by adding like the steak, like the, the tendons and all, you know, the chicken, stuff like that to it. Okay. Like the rare, the rare, um, this, this, the rare steak that uh-huh. you get with it, and that's very popular. That's one of the most popular dishes that you're gonna get with the pho. A lot of people get with the rare uh, flank, the uh-huh. steak, with it. So, like a, a a gumbo, you make a roux. Is there a, for the base, or some people, is there a base for pho that is, you know, no matter whether it's a vegetarian or a I don't know, beef, flank, like steak, pho, is there? It goes a lot into it. I know my mother-in-law, with the recipe that she gave us, it takes my brother-in-law about six hours to cook it every day. So it's a process that that gets taken, that that takes a little while to make. Um, Beef bones and everything get added in there. And then you you have to let it soak for a little while. Uh Uh-huh. And then once you get that, you you add all the different types of spices and stuff to it. So, I mean, it takes a little while. If you don't do it right, you, you miss out on the flavor. Right. So, so is there are there ingredients that are used um, in Vietnam that aren't available here, or uh, just because local taste wouldn't tolerate it, it gets changed here? Like for example, Italian food. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up with Italian food, and and you know, and that's all I ever ate when I was a kid, and all that. And then you, I think I have a particular taste in it. Then I go to Italy, and I'm as a, in my twenties, and I'm shocked that it's absolutely nothing like what I grew up with in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it evolved a lot. 
And then they come down here, and actually there's a Creole Italian style here that's a little bit like New York Italian, but it's actually very different because it evolved with different ingredients and so forth, and it's just as old as New York Italian. Is it sort of like, is it becoming that way with, Viet, with Vietnamese cuisine, I'm wondering? Like, if you went back to Vietnam, would it be radically different than what you're getting? I don't think it would be here? radically different. Be pretty no, similar, I th yeah, huh? I think you're going to be similar to it. So, um, do you, did you grow up in um, New Orleans? Yeah, I guess you can say that. I grew up right there in Luling. Luling? Uh-huh. And is your family Vietnamese? Yes, ma'am. Do you have a hmm? strong ma'am? See, that's <laughs> that must be your uh, culture to be See, so he Irish to me. I was surprised, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you grow up eating Vietnamese food and speaking Vietnamese in your home? Yes. Yep. And how long has your family been in Luling? We actually moved out of Luling. Right now we live in Harvey, but I grew up out there. I uh, grew up out there my whole entire life, pretty much. I uh, was born and raised out in California. moved over here when I was 10. So, uh -huh. I mean, I pretty much consider... What brought your family here? Uh, business. Huh? My mom used to run a convenience store. Uh -huh. used to own a convenience store right so there. So, why did she pick up roots from California and come all the way to New Orleans for a convenience store? It, it started off with family. Same uh -huh. thing. Oh, I had there few, was other I had family yeah. over here? Okay. I, had a few, uh, I had two aunts over here that had convenience stores and kind of got her into business. And that's where we moved over here when I was nine years old. So, uh -huh. I pretty much consider this, this home. And that's how and she, she got out the convenience store business when I was 15. So, huh. And um, you are in business with your wife, correct? And, and other family members, mm -hmm. Rolls and Bulls? Yeah. So uh, you're, you, you're not 15. You look young. But mm -hmm. so how old are you now? 32. 32. And when did you meet your life and work partner? <laughs> and tell us her name. It's, it's Vivian Fan. I met her about five years ago. She actually cuts, uh, I met her through going to her salon. She cuts ah, my hair. All right. <laughs> and that's how I met her. Mm -hmm. And your plus one is here, and I think she is. It's plus two, actually. Oh. Plus two. Plus, <laughs> plus two. Plus <laughs> one. <laughs> plus <laughs> one point yeah. five. Yeah. One point <laughs> five. <laughs> Do you want to awesome. announce why she's a plus two, our first plus two on the show? Yeah, and just who found she's out. a split personality. Yeah. <laughs> Sybil. <laughs> she's, uh, she's eight weeks pregnant. All right. Oh, having her first yeah. kid. Congratulations. Oh. It's exciting. A little bun me in the oven. Congratulations. So Vivian is your plus one and a mm -hmm. half tonight. So I get her glass of wine. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Double. Well, I think, uh, did your doctor tell you you could have one glass of wine? Uh-oh, I just sipped from I the I didn't mouth. ask, oh. but I think that you shouldn't you, okay. drink at all, especially the first trimester. All right, good for you. It wasn't. I'm I wasn't trying to drink you. My doctor <laughs> told me it was okay, but I didn't drink either. So, and you're, and we will be calling your mother. So, we want to make <laughs> sure you are not doing anything you're not supposed to. Do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so wait. So She's I want to hear how y'all met. Besides, you met. Did you? You said at the salon. Mm -hmm. We met actually um, during Katrina. Before that, yeah. Before yeah, that. Uh, we oh. met during Katrina. Um, I was in Baton Rouge because we couldn't stay in New Orleans, and I got a job at a trade secret hair salon. And so, couldn't get a job anywhere. Couldn't get a job at Regis. Walked in everywhere. No, no, no. My last resort. I'm like, this place has a salon in here, but they don't really have stylists. And I begged the lady at the counter for the job. Got the job. And it ended up doing a bunch of people from New Orleans that were walking in to get haircuts because they didn't have places. And Ricky was one of the, the person that was in there. 
It's faith because I actually walked around yes. up there, went to like two or three different salons, and they were all booked up, couldn't take me, and it was on a Sunday. And I was like, God, I need to get a haircut. I need to get a haircut really bad. So I was like, all right, I'll take my chance and go in here. And that's how it mattered. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then I was here. booked. So I said, well, why don't you leave me your number? When I finish up, ah, if you're still smooth. at the mall, <laughs> then I'll give you a call. <laughs> so I called him, like, are you still at the mall? He's like, I'm at the food court. So he came, got a haircut, and I told him I was in New Orleans. I, w- I cut hair behind Jeff Haberdashery, ah. their suit store. And he remembered that. He didn't remember what the name was or anything, so he just came and looked me up. So ah. when you got back to New Orleans, you looked her up. You went in. Yeah, when I needed my next haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, um, did y'all have any uh, No, no sparks. No, no, not, at no not at all. <laughs> so how did you charm her? Actually, I was going through a divorce, and once the divorce <laughs> was completed. <laughs> this is going to get interesting. No, no, the Whoa. divorce was getting completed. <laughs> and then, I, you know, we started talking one day. I ran into her, got a haircut, told her about was getting divorced and going through the whole process, and we just started becoming friends. That was it. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was just her cutting my hair, and that was it. So where did you? T- where did he take you on your first date? I think it was a to a sushi restaurant. What happened? Yes, it was. I think a sushi. it was. Mm-hmm. Which sushi. sushi restaurant? It was called Lotus, on the West Bank. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You didn't. And then I actually bailed, and I'm like, I texted him. I was like, I can't make it. And then he showed up anyway because the text <laughs> message didn't go through. And I'm like, oh, my God. He so up you anyway. stood him up on your first date? Kind of. I had some company over. <laughs> <laughs> it was No, but I never got the text, you know. Well, I definitely can tell he married up. No offense. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, you, <laughs> So you must have, uh, you didn't hold it against her that she had someone over. No, no. It was two of my girlfriends. They were actually doing a reading, psychic reading at my house. Are you wait, 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 psychic wait, wait. reading at your house. Yeah. They were doing <laughs> a the psychic, psychic reading, reading or they were being read. One of them was being read and one was the person. You and know. apparently they weren't reading that he would had a future with you. Right? <laughs> well, it's so funny because <laughs> I asked the psychic, the who's at the door? And she said, Ricky. I said, oh, my God. How do you Whoa. know? For real? No, seriously. I said, guess who's at the door? Because, you know, my door bell rang. And I texted. So she didn't show up at the restaurant, so you came, went to no, her no, house? No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. I was supposed to pick her up at, the, uh, at, at her house. At the house, yeah. Oh. But she had texted me, and I never got the text, and it just happened to just show up. Yes. And I, I, I guess it, I sent it, and then it just didn't go through. Mm-hmm. Ah. Did she knew his like, name? The plot thickens. Yeah. Wow. She loves Ricky. When I told her, I was like, guess who's getting divorced? And she was like, <laughs> guess I, who's getting divorced? <laughs> I said, guess who's getting divorced? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, I love, love, love Ricky. And I said, oh, my God, my mom said the same thing. <laughs> Everybody loves Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your mom liked him before my mom actually helped to get a car a car (laughs) oh my god like i just met ricky five years ago and my mom like you know my dad passed away in 2000 so it was just me and my mom so i was trying to help her get a car i'm like i don't know how to make deals i don't mom's like i need you to come help me i was like listen this guy i just met he (laughs) i'm gonna call him so i called him and he just walked over to the dealership because he worked (laughs) at that dealership and he just i left my mom there (laughs) 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 i left my mom there Wow. And she loved him just at that moment. Did she buy a car? Yeah, mm-hmm. she did. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got a good deal. <laughs> 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 he said he was my cousin. I was like, uh. Mm-hmm. 
you told your future mother-in-law that you well, were her cousin? Well, I was trying cousin? to make the deal for her. <laughs> I was trying to make you the deal that for her. my cousin. I was like, now's your mother-in-law. She bought the car down the street from where I worked at. And oh, she didn't yeah. even buy it from you? Mm-mm. Oh. So you called her. I'll come help you. <laughs> that's how oh, you helped her buy a car uh-huh. from another dealer. Uh-huh. Oh, got it. Okay. So, so Can you funny. help me next time? That sounds <laughs> like it's so funny. The, the dealership that cousin? I helped her, I'm the, I, I run the dealership now. I run that same dealership. Oh, you run that so dealership? Yeah. W- you're not at the same dealership. That Mm-mm. was your... Oh. No, I'm over at the Nissan. I'm at uh, Ray Brandt Nissan now. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting little coincidences with mm-hmm. y'all. Uh, yes. yes. What's going to happen to us, Ray, now that we've met them? And Faith. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Something... Uh, what, uh, so do you still cut hair? Yes. All right. I have a salon on the West Bank. Okay. Inside of the West Jeff um, Wellness Center. Oh. What is the address of that? 175 Hector Avenue, Suite A. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how how is it going running a restaurant and having other careers? What, how running is that three wor- business? <laughs> yes. Running three businesses and... How is that working? I love it. I'm just always like, I, I, I love challenges. I love just like doing things. I get bored easily. So I'm always, my hands are always in a project or I'm doing something, you know? Like today I'm gonna go home and make pillows and make a wreath for my friend, redid furniture. Like I'm always constantly <laughs> having to do And I gotta things. tell her to slow down. I know, constantly. <laughs> so do as much as I can. You know, I was at the restaurant today, ran a bunch of errands, you know? Just put as much time as I can in every little, you know, place I can. So what are you going to do after you have the baby? I don't know. <laughs> she's she's kind of freaking out about That's going to be the biggest project. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my biggest project. <laughs> you all have a minivan already? They Ricky sell minivans. wants a minivan so bad. He's wow. Yeah. I think you can have one. He wants a man van. He wants a man van. They're I'm called like man vans. I like that. He wants a man van. He's like, they're so cool. There's swivels and there's TVs. And I'm like, we're too cool for a van. <laughs> Y'all can make it hip. I can see it. And you know what else is great about a minivan? You don't bang other cars when you mm-hmm. open the door because they the slide. Uh, mm-hmm. Hit the button. <laughs> I love that. I guess that's the one benefit. I hate my minivan. I've hated it since the day we got it. But you, you know the, um, no offense, but you know the um, Get Shorty? You ever seen the movie Get yes. Shorty? Have yeah, you right? all seen that? So he's a mafia wow. guy, and he tries to rent a car, and the only one he can get is a minivan. So he's <laughs> driving around the minivan. He's new in town, and everybody thinks he's the coolest guy in Hollywood. And everybody starts copying. So at the end of the film, all the Hollywood people all drive in they minivans. Minivan. They think that's, <laughs> cool. that's what the mob drives, you know? Is um, there a Vietnamese mafia that y'all can that make it hip we don't How do you think he got the restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yes, your 85-year-old mother is the <laughs> head of a mafia. No. Now, getting back to um, family. So, y'all have a lot of family that works in the restaurant? Tell, tell us my all brother the family members. My brother-in-law is the brother chef. Here, right? yeah. yeah, his name is uh, Zooey, and he's he's the chef back there. He's the head chef. Is that nickname or is that his real name? No, that's his real name. I like yeah. Zooey. Uh-huh. Well, does yeah. that mean anything? No, that's just his name. No, I, don't <laughs> so. I don't know. It just sounds like it means we call him Dewey. <laughs> D-U-Y. So we just like mess around with him. And uh, my sister-in-law, and you probably see her a lot. She's out in the front. She's always at the register. Her name is Tao. Okay. And I also uh, have my little brother working there, too, at night. He's Andrew. Andrew, okay. Yeah. And you're always going to see those two on the register. Probably. No, okay, and your mother-in-law comes in and, yeah, and oversees yeah. the She's sometimes. a kitchen magician. Mm-hmm. She cracks the whip. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so now is he a trained chef, your your brother, or did he just learn from your mom? He lear- he's so talented. He learned so much from my mom. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been practically born in the kitchen, so like 
first thing you know, learn how to do when you're young, cook rice. Uh-huh. And, you know, as you get older, your job is to cook rice, help mom with the food. I only had to clean the table, so I'm not that good at cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so I was the cleanup crew. My two brothers are the chefs, and they are actually chefs. Well, it takes every part <coughs> is important. So oh, yeah. y'all, y'all all have your individual uh, needs met. Mm-hmm. In the Now, who um, run, takes care of the numbers in the business? That'd like, be me. That'd be you. And yeah. is your background in uh, oh yeah, in that, Ricky? Well, just in finance and just running a business. I mean, so you, do you have? Did you go to school or did you work in your family's business? Uh, oh no. Yeah, how'd you just get through experience? How'd you get in the car stuff originally? Uh, through actually degree. through my best Numbers. friend, who's actually Leora's from Pearl Wine Company. Uh huh. That's her boyfriend. Oh, we've um, met yeah. him too. Yeah, he's been on uh-huh. the show. And uh-huh. Joel, I'm a, that's my that's my other best friend. Oh. And I met him through college and. Pretty much that's how I got into car business. He sold cars back in the day and kept begging me to come in there. He's like, dude, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And I'm like, I don't want to sell cars. I don't want to <laughs> sell cars. I fought him for a good six months before I finally I was like, Tell fine. Tell him what you were doing before that. I was bartending <laughs> in college at Copeland's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. He kept telling me. He was my roommate. He kept telling me, you got to come to the car business. You got to come to the car business. He knew you were good with people and uh, you were a natural salesman. I guess. <laughs> I didn't think I was. <laughs> but did, did, I thought I just heard you say you have a finance, uh, finance yeah. mm-hmm. degree. Yeah, I graduated in a finance degree. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that um, makes Being sense. in a dealership probably helped me a lot. Is there anything in uh, that you learned in the car business that has translated to the restaurant business? I mean, is there any uh, thing besides... People skills. People skills. That's about it, you know. Give people what they want, you know. So what, what's the um, what's the most challenging thing about transitioning from cars to restaurants? Or I guess you're doing both, but I mean, uh, what, what was what was most surprising to you about restaurants? Was it dealing with staff? Is it a lot of people get food poisoning at your place? Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, health inspections? I, I mean, think what are the, what are the kind was, of things that it was one was staff. I think the biggest hurdle was knowing not knowing when to shut it off. I'd be at work all day trying to run it and then going home and still trying to crunch all the numbers and getting ready for the next day. I felt like it was just nonstop. It wasn't just a, a job you just go to. After work, you just clock out and you're done. So so is it open seven days a week? How, what it's open six. We six, close on yeah. Sundays. Okay. But and it's lunch and dinner? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it is delicious. I oh, go thank there you. all the time. And my son loves it. We 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 really He's enjoy it. He's got a discerning it. palate. Too. He does. He I has trust him more than you. <laughs> 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 and I get obsessive too about things there. My favorite thing right now is the um, papaya and shrimp salad. Mm-hmm. There's even been a day where I got that twice. Huh? How'd wow. you do that? You went you went there for lunch and went back again for dinner. Picked up for dinner. Yeah, I went there for lunch and I picked it, brought it home for dinner. Oh, all right. So sometimes people go there three times a week. And they feel bad. I'm like, no, don't feel bad. Come on <laughs> over. <laughs> like, I go there like three times. I'm like, go more. Go five days. <laughs> we love you. Uh, you know. So is it profitable? You doing well with the business? Yes, yeah, we're doing yeah. well. Um, we actually just started something new this week. Uh, last week, actually. We're doing deliveries, but just in the old Metairie area. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, yeah. so it's actually been really good. So how does that work? Is that somebody in your staff that's working there? Yeah, and then my, in little between b- my little brother handles that. So in between his other tasks, mm-hmm. he, when the, the call comes in, he jumps in the car and he takes yeah. it there. And okay, mm-hmm. We do a lot of takeouts at night where we're at. Uh, takeout's big at our store. So now that we're doing delivery, it's, it's even better. Huh. 
Now, did the uh, the size of the location dictate what you would serve, or did you go in having y'all have a vision? We had a vision. We wanted something um, quick. We wanted to do like a counter serve. People can come in there, order, get their food quick, but still keep that the consistency of a you know of good food and not having it fast food. Mm -hmm. Too many times when you want something quick, it always has to be fast food, and we limit our menu. At our restaurant, if you ever been in there, it's it's very, we limit to a very small menu. That way, we can pump out the food a lot quicker, mm-hmm. and everything stays fresh. Hmm. So, have you developed anything new recently? We got something we're working on for uh, that Lent's coming up. We got two dishes that we're working on right now. For Lent, one, yeah, uh-huh. one's a uh, oyster dish and another one's a, a salmon dish that we got. Salmon with um, pineapples. Yeah. All right. Now what simmered? So meat free, right? Fish yeah. for Lent, uh-huh. right? Okay. And shellfish has nothing to do with Lent. I mean, there's no like you. You're, you you're can eat seafood, crawfish. You can eat, you can eat crabs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, seafood. I'm yeah, maybe I I'm thinking of my religion. I don't know if we're supposed to eat. You're not supposed to eat shellfish shell. ever. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe y'all thought like Jews during Lent or something. I don't know. Didn't, like, the Cardinal come out recently or somebody did and said uh, crawfish is okay for Lent or something? There was some kind of ruling about this. I can't remember now. Something to do with it. Just for New Orleans. Yeah, no, it's just for New Orleans, <laughs> Just definitely. for New Orleanians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of Lent and crawfish, we are going to the Book of Questions. Now, this is a part of the show where we ask um, a question. You pick a number between 1 and 217, and these questions were... Um, thought up before y'all were born and, and sometimes so it shows yeah. yes so you may not know what we're talking about but i'm nervous now yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the first apple computer had not been issued yet when when this was published okay ricky what is your number 87 87 okay Which of the following restrictions could you best tolerate? Leaving the country permanently or never leaving the state in which you now live? What's the question again? (laughs) 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 Which of the restrictions could you best tolerate? Which could you best tolerate? Leaving, Leaving the country permanently or never leaving Louisiana? Oh, never leaving Louisiana. Really? Yeah. Wow, you're hardcore. Yeah. That'd totally be my answer. I mean, there's gumbo here. (laughs) There's crawfish. If I never had to leave Louisiana, (laughs) I'd be fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That's not my question. I guess I'm a little bit of a... uh, I could could go to Europe and forget everything and (laughs) leave my family behind. (laughs) (laughs) And never come back to see my mom or my sister or anyone else. (laughs) Okay, well, at 85, maybe. she doesn't have any more years left. <laughs> <laughs> Poor husband's listening to this. All right. All right. Uh, what is your number, Vivian? Um, Ray's going to ask you. 22. 22. All right. I'll, on the twinkling lights here, I can, I can barely read this. Okay. If you could use a voodoo doll... That's a kind of a New Orleans question. If you use a voodoo doll to hurt anyone you choose, would you? No. Just one person? No. What if it was a, 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 the opposite of a voodoo doll? Like a make-happy doll? Oh, well, definitely use it on everyone. Okay. So it's just the 
bad things you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't impose. No. Okay, I'm an angel. <laughs> I have a table full of voodoo dolls right now. I was tonight I was painting them for I got them on my hands. Look, blue paint. I was painting um, them for uh, Mardi Gras. Okay, I, w I oh, would neat. like you. I wanted you to clarify because uh, you know a lot of people. I didn't know if you were <laughs> making voodoo dolls. Yeah, I've, uh, I've given up Presbyterianism <laughs> for voodoo uh, recently. No, it's uh, you know there there's no religious significance to it. These are uh, for our listeners that may not know. These these are uh, throws for my crew, the Rolling Elvi. They're little Elvis uh, voodoo dolls. Elvis voodoo dolls. Yeah, I got a jailhouse rocker, and I've been giving him blue hair and different things. Yeah. That you customize. Cool. I yeah, see. yeah, that's why Excellent. I got all this glitter all over me. I got glitter in my hair. You're going to have to go to the Rolling Elvi. Yeah, I look for me at Muses and at Iris, and I will throw you a, a voodoo oh, doll. Oh, awesome. Have you all ever seen <coughs> the Rolling Elvi? No. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wonder if the Vietnamese culture has any comparison to. We have, but explain we to have them a couple of Vietnamese Americans, and one of the founders was a guy named uh, Chan, who I think was Vietnamese. Sure. And uh, tell them what the rolling Elvis. They they dress up like Elvis, right? Yeah, a little and bit. He has the hair for for it already. You, s you notice? I know you're all like <laughs> <laughs> he's like this all night. And she's an expert. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> hair what would you do and then to hairspray. raise hair if you you want to end it with hairspray? Really? No, I use pomade. Pomade. Then you end it with hairspray. Oh, it just, just keep it in place. Do? So I have to play around with it. Right now? Oh, it's is it yeah. is it bad? See, that's why I'm glad we're on the radio. No, she's critiquing you now. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna help you out because our <laughs> listeners don't know when you have a bad hair day. That's really just rarely. You know what a bad hair, hair day is called in my house? A day. <laughs> <laughs> so if Ray uses hairspray, first of all, he needs to use a thickening up um, gel right, to right. thicken, volumizing. Then you really want to do it right. Thickening up, root pump, pomade, and end it with hairspray. Uh, I use Layrite. You know Layrite? No. I smear a bunch of Layrite <laughs> no, lay in my right. hair. Layrite holds it up, <laughs> and then I use a little bit of uh, a black one on the side to hide my gray around my ears. I'm oh. revealing this on the air right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little gray showing last is few it, months is around that just the ears. For men or is it, it's like a dark gel. Nothing wrong. Could be Elvis in his. <coughs> he didn't have any gray. He died older years. He died at 42. Plus he died exactly. his. Plus he dyed his hair from when he was like 15. Jet black. Yeah, he right. Blue. It's so yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I use. Use Layrite. And then uh, that's water-based, so it doesn't like to mix well with my Murray's, which is mm -hmm. oil-based, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I don't use the Murray's as much <laughs> when I'm using Layrite. <laughs> oh, I have a huge, vast collection of palmates. So the Wait, we asked this song about me. Okay, but the founder of the um, Elvi, yeah. the Vietnamese-American. Yeah, he's one of the 15 founders, yeah. Does he wear a wig, or does he have his own hair? Oh, most of them wear wigs. Yeah, most of the guys in the crew wear wigs. Okay. Yeah, I don't like the wigs. So you go natural? Yeah, so you they call me, some people call great. me Real Hair Elvis. <laughs> you're, <Yeah. laughs> you're the Real Hair yeah. Elvis. <laughs> the bald guys call me Real, real Hair Elvis. Well, maybe we could. you could start sending um, the guys over to Vivian, and she could help out. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to hurt the wig business. You know what? I could actually probably make the hair look like that and spray paint and everything. I just did uh -huh. a blush party for this uh, one of my clients. Ah. Uh -huh. And we spray painted her hair completely hot pink. Nice. It. This is for the um, for the for pussy blush. footers. Mm -hmm. for yeah. The blush ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for the blush yeah. ball. What is it? Yeah, we were just advertising for them. Uh, mm -hmm. we I have a picture. I'll show y'all. Yeah, cool. All right. So what do y'all do for uh, Mardi Gras? Do y'all participate? You I work do. too much, don't you? I do. <laughs> I get a hotel, the a pavilion. Oh yeah. Or like just get a hotel so we can use the bathroom <laughs> and just like. Canal Street. Just for like two weeks or just the no, last day? just for three days. Just Since y'all have known days. each other for a couple Ricky's of years. not down with the Mardi Gras because he has work all the time. Do you just <laughs> not like crowds and you tell her you have to work or you have some? 
No, I go. Women it's showing their boobs phobia in the quarter? Or? No, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you it's just, just the big crowds. It's just the crowd, the parking, and by the time you do all that, it's just... just That's why she gets the hotel, so she doesn't mm-hmm. have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. She's got her own bathroom. Oh, yeah. We get the ladders and everything. <laughs> nice. Hitting the chest Fun. with the beads. <laughs> just really... <laughs> like we get in the ladders and then we're all like take turns to get on the ladder and then when it's you not get hit, for you kids it's for adults yeah oh she gets on the ladder yeah oh that's funny okay. <laughs> you normally line them up a blonde, not anymore a not anymore and a brunette no ladders. city council is uh up. oh strategically yeah. our fashion you know, city council has done away with uh <laughs> yeah you know ladders are this year are gonna be wildly restricted i, I heard and I know. then you have to put it behind like the sidewalk and they almost ban toilet paper from the from the uh, parade. I mean, even if you think you should ban toilet paper, do you have to legislate whoa, whoa, that? Whoa, 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 Toilet, toilet paper. paper. Because Tux <laughs> throws rolls of toilet paper in the parade, and so that, that Those the, are some soft. people are mad at that. I know somebody could get I hurt mean, by Charmin roll of toilet is really paper. Soft. There's, There's no end to the restrictions. Are a year. From a toil- for a roll no, toilet paper? You're beads. You're throwing beads and co- shoes and coconut. Soft. That's not safe, you know? They hand the coconuts. Okay. They, hand they do the not coconut. throw. Well, to their credit, That's how they, to their so credit, they're going to start unrolling the toilet paper. <laughs> our yeah, laid-back city it. council has has uh, decided not to ban toilet paper this year. That'll be next year. But they, they withdrew out, that you know? proposal. Is that a political diatribe? <laughs> no, no. I think everybody listening to this agrees with me right now. If you stop now, it will not be. Okay. And you will not be in any trouble. Again. Um, <laughs> so getting back to the restaurant, are, y- are y'all friends with, do y'all know other young people opening up Vietnamese restaurants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and well, are you, you, you supporting My brother-in-law, yeah, our, her brother actually owns one uh, right off of Transcontinental in Metairie. It's called Wait, Fanola. the same, the same one who cooks for you? No, 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 no. no. Different so brother. This, this is her okay. other brother. She has oh, okay. two brothers, and uh, he owns Fanola. Ah, right I there. just went there mm-hmm. recently too. Delicious. Mm-hmm. You might find uh, the recipe. Same recipes. Some of the tastings are similar because <laughs> mm-hmm. my, my mother-in-law made the recipe over there too. Ah. Well, I had something so totally different. I had oh. something in a grill. I tasted. I can't remember what it was, but it was in a grill pan. Is that? Fanola, am I? Am I? I don't went know. somewhere else. Is it on else? Transcontinental? Oh, maybe was it orange and green. No, inside? this was in a like a. It looked like an old Popeyes, and it was on airline. No. No. Okay, that's, that's further there. up. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> one, one. Okay, so Fanola <laughs> is on Transcontinental, and do y'all have friends that have places? Yeah, we have one that's on the West Bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he owns Fawa, right Fawa? there on Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Now that's been there for a very long time. Yes. Um, Forever, and my uncle owns Fabang. Oh uh, yeah, I love the place. Mm-hmm. Which one? Bo- I mean, b- there's one in uh, Gretna, and there's one in New Orleans East, right? Well, on my dad's side, um, he we're we're familiar with both of them. They're actually related. They're separate. Related, but like <coughs> the you know they have the name, yeah, but not the owners. you know. Oh, so which one is the one you were speaking of? F- the one on the West Bank. One on the West Bank. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just there. Yeah, I remember their grand opening ago. when I was a kid. I was there at the grand opening. There's one in Kenner. And oh. I think there's two right now in the West Bank. They mm-hmm. just opened up no. one on Manhattan. So what about, like, uptown? There's some new, uh, like, I know the the son from Tondin opened up a place on Maple Street. Do you, are you all familiar? We with haven't been there. I've heard about it. I haven't but been so there. We wanted to go try no. it. It was really good, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you all think the future of... Vietnamese restaurants are in the city. Do you are you, do you see it growing? Like you growing your your business and. Uh, I definitely see more. 
I definitely see more coming. Because it went Probably from having like three to like ten. Now you got a variety. You know? Now you have a variety. You have a lot. I mean, there's from. a ton of Italian restaurants, ton of Mexican restaurants, you know. Mm. So, on the West Bank, they had you know the 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 same ones, and then on the East Bank, there's only like two. Right. You know. I think only time will tell. It's kind of like Japanese food. Mm-hmm. In the early 2000s, there was only a few, and then all of a sudden, you got all kind of Japanese restaurants opening up, yeah. and it leveled out. I think Vietnamese restaurants going to be the same one. I'm just glad people are open to the food, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it, it would seem like, okay, something like Chinese, for example, right? It's like everybody in New Orleans has tried Chinese food many, mm-hmm. many times, no matter where they're from. Mm-hmm. They're from here. They're mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Illinois. They're from California. They've tried it. They already know what they think about Chinese food, right? Mm-hmm. So if you own a Chinese restaurant, you probably don't want a lot of other people to open up Chinese restaurants. But mm-hmm. I would think if you own a Vietnamese restaurant, it might be a little different just because for a lot of folks, they didn't grow up with that. They're not mm-hmm. all that familiar mm-hmm. with it, maybe just mildly, superficially familiar. Mm-hmm. And it almost helps you guys when somebody else opens up Absolutely. because it introduces people to cuisine and yes. then they're more yeah. likely to try yours Correct. too if they like it, right? Especially mm-hmm. in old Metairie, you know, yeah. people yeah. are willing to try the food and like that. We have like those... The our um, screen TVs, pictures of all the food. Right. So when you go in there, you know exactly what looks like, what you're ordering. You we know. find that helps. It's no guess. Yeah. Do y'all, um, have you had anybody come in, like someone older that has never yes. tried it? Tons. And mm-hmm. When we first opened up, we had a lot. And um, that's why we put up a lot of pictures on our mm-hmm. menu, oh. just so people can see what it was. And uh, they were very intimidating. So mm-hmm. they didn't know what to order. They didn't know what it looks like. Yeah. So helping them and slowly getting them to try different things. And now I got a lot of regulars that come in now that have tried Vietnamese food now, and love it. Now let me ask you a question. You, you, do you guys uh, do you guys serve those um, exotic sort of fruit sodas like the salted lemon and so forth? Do you do that or no? No, we do have our Vietnamese coffee okay. and our limeades. Uh, oh, fresh squeezed limeades. Yeah. Okay, so that delicious. sounds better because I'm gonna I'm, since you don't have this, then I then I'm not insulting you. I, I've lo- I love Vietnamese food so much, but the one thing I've consistently disliked every time, and I know it's cultural, I just didn't grow up with it or whatever, but I, I try to get like the, the, the weird <coughs> sodas, and mm-hmm. it, it always grossed me out. Like I just got the, uh, the f- at Phu Bang, I just got the, um, the, uh, this, the lemon again, you it's know? It's Yeah, and it's, it's not yellow, it's, it's brown, it's and it's like been soaking lemon. on the bottom. It's like it's a, pickled a pickled lemon. lemon. And it's kind of like the consistency of snot, kind of, you know? And it's like just. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's why that one's not on the menu. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I've tried it a bunch. I got my son to try it last time. He didn't like it either. I don't know. I just, it just I haven't taken to it. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> well, they do have bubble tea. We serve bubble, bubble tea. Bubble tea is wonderful. I love that. And yeah. I always get the Vietnamese coffee everywhere I go when that, you know, because I just love that so much better than any other variety of coffee. But I just can't get into the salted lemon or the plum soda before I had to. That wasn't all that great either. I like the well, plum. Well, what I like about y'all's bubble teas, too, is you have um, most bubble teas I've tried. Well, uh, they have that little pearl, tapioca oh, pearl. Tapio- yeah. But y'all have um, popping bobas. Popping bobas. Mm-hmm. Now, oh what what God. is that? It's like a gusher. <laughs> it's like a fruit juice first. It's like a little mm-hmm. jelly yeah, like little thing with fruit syrup. juice yeah, in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. got fruit juice in it. As soon as you bite on it, it kind of bursts. That's cool. Delicious. A lot of the kids love that. And wow. is that Vietnamese or is that a something? I've only seen it in Vietnamese restaurants, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, most of the time you see it in Vietnamese restaurants. Isn't no. it a Korean Thai? Thai oh. is Thai. Yeah. The, b- oh, is the bubbles the are Thai. The tapioca. Oh, the tapioca. You know. Oh. But so when you go to Vietnam, there's you can ha- they have all those drinks. Have you all been back to Vietnam? You've been to Vietnam? No, but my oh, yeah. mom told me today that she wants to go back to Vietnam. Like to live there? No, to visit. Oh, okay. She just she told me today. Scare me for I a promised second. her um, 
for Christmas, I was going to buy her a plane ticket to Vietnam. I was going to go with her, but now I'm pregnant and I have so much going on. So I'm like, she's going to go by yourself then. She's going to go with a group of her friends. Oh, well, that'll cool. be nice. She's so Is excited. Is it the first time she'd been back since she moved here? No, she's been back a couple of times. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She's been back a couple of times. She so has a twin sister over there. So, so when you have uh, your child, does she, does she envision, has she said she wants to bring you and, and your child back to meet family or I want to go back I want to go back personally to see where I came I was born there the whole oh. family my two older brothers my younger sister we were you don't all remember born there. it you were too small no Mm-mm. I was too young yeah she wanted to go back we had all plans yeah we to were go planning back to go back there. this year and I was like oh let's go back with my mom let her take us around oh, oh. well you have to you have to come back and tell us uh how that worked out because yes. unfortunately we are out of time Yes, the, the uh, faux twinkling stars are starting to shine <laughs> a little less bright here at uh, Grill on the Hill. How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> we, the yeah. batteries are running out? What's going on with them? Yeah, the fake sun is about to, <laughs> to come up, and so unfortunately we're out of time. Thank you all so much, Ricky, uh, for coming on and bringing your special guest, Vivian. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Well, good night. Our, our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One has been Ricky Fon, and uh, Ricky's Plus One has been Vivian, his wife. You can find out more about their restaurant, Rolls and Bowls, at uh, their website and also at itsneworleans.com. And can you tell us a little more again about uh, your hours, your location? Your address is uh, 605 Metairie Road. Uh, we're open from 11 to 8, Monday through Thursday, and Friday and Saturdays from 11 to 9. Uh, if you're coming from Lakeview, it's right over the railroad track. On right. the right-hand side, can't miss us. You have a Facebook presence as well? And yeah. Uh, Web page? Yeah, it's uh, Rose and Bowls. Uh, you also can go on our website, it's rosenbowls.com. And uh, my wife wanted me to throw this in. We do have happy hours from 2 <laughs> to 5, which is really big because no, no one does it. But we have uh, our spring rolls for $3. Our spring rolls and egg rolls. We have a, All of our appetizers yeah. are half price. Oh, during happy hour. Thank you. Once again, our show today was partly brought to you by Pearl Wine Company at 3700 Orleans in the American Can Company. And they're open from noon to midnight every day, Sunday, except Sunday where they're open uh, noon to 8 p.m. Uh, Pearl Wine has the largest selection of small production wine, beer, and liquor in New Orleans, and we're grateful for their sponsorship. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Grant Morris, and Chris Keogh is our technical director. And this fabulous audio quality that you hear is by PreSonus Audio Electronics. Makes all kinds of wonderful things. Visit PreSonus.com for more information. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website. It's NewOrleans.com. And from there, you can follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, sign up for our mailing list, get all kinds of swag. Uh, and while you're at It'sNewOrleans.com, you can listen to other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Vietnola, Out to Lunch, and others. And if you listen to the show on iTunes, uh, please rate us and review us. It helps other people to find us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for It'sNewOrleans.com. So we meet here again at I Am Ray Canada. And I'm Margo Moss. Thanks. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. 
Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potting Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer, now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.